come. Walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan, where we share tales of old, as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares. that we were going to talk about cursed and haunted objects tonight because that would be fun and Mm -hmm. uh you said you didn't find any issues in an antique store but what is your favorite haunted item that isn't yours i guess since you don't have Mm, one that i know about story yes world yes um okay so anything to do with mirrors Especially, mm. I think there's black scrying mirror, mirrors that are haunted as well. That just that just seems the most scary. I would be more scared of that than a doll. Really? Hands down. I don't know why. It's just something that I feel. And I would have to say that my, like, for sure that I know is a haunted object and the story would be Robert the Doll. Because... Mm. I had heard about him from listening to Shannon years ago, Mm -hmm. but I didn't hear the whole story. I just knew that he was a haunted doll that you weren't supposed to take pictures of unless you asked permission and then people would end up with bad luck. Mm -hmm. So they would, you know, write apology letters and there's all these letters all around him in his display case. And then all of a sudden their luck would be better. Mm -hmm. Well, it, I had a really interesting I don't know, reaction or feeling as soon as I heard about him. And it was like this motherly instinct. It was literally like missing your child. That was the, the intuition that I felt, which I thought was weird. So of course I go and I Google it. And the story that I found was that there is a woman who was, Okay, so there's the house owner and his wife, and then they had a slave. The house owner got her pregnant. She and the wife were pregnant at the same time. Mm -hmm. However, the wife found out, and she kept her locked away in this little out-storage house. Mm -hmm. She gives birth to the baby. Baby only lasts for two days because they locked her in there and starved her and she of course couldn't really produce milk or anything like that so baby dies and then she Mm -hmm. has to go and take care of the wife's child Mm -hmm. so then they sent her away and I don't remember why but she made Robert for Eugene was that his name the boy's name was Robert as well because <clears throat> there was Robert the boy. I think it's Robert. It might be Robert Eugene Otto is the last oh, name. Oh, yeah. Right. But the, okay. It's Robert the doll to distinguish between Robert the boy. Okay. Okay. And so I feel like she had to have put a 
that doll was a tie between her and the boy. It was a way that she could still stay connected to him because he, I think, really became her son in her mm-hmm. mind and, and her... Because, I mean, you're taking care of this baby that's the exact same age as your baby and you went through this huge loss. Of course, you're going to have an attachment and then having to leave him is going to hurt really bad and it's going to be hard. And if she practices anything, then, yeah, I can see making this doll to where she and the boy can still have that connection somehow. I just, I'm just not sure if how much of her was in the doll or what kind of a spirit was in the doll, but you know, and it definitely, it was weird because I was reading about it as well. And it was almost like the spirit in the doll was fading away. Like it's Mm. getting weaker or quieter or something. Um, so right. it just makes me really want, like, I want to go, I have to go see this doll, <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's it's down in Key West. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I, I, I didn't know about that whole backstory before. I knew that, I knew the boy's name and the doll and that you have to ask for permission before you take mm-hmm. a picture. Um. But I didn't realize all that other stuff. I knew that a grandparent, I think, had the doll originated in Germany, I believe, and was brought over here. But yeah, that's really interesting. I hadn't. I hadn't really? Because I heard yeah. the story that I heard was that she actually made the doll. That she the, made the, it? The, yeah. What? I could have read I wrong, it came though. from Germany. No, I see the article you're talking about. Oh, you do? Now that I'm looking, I do. Well, I mean, I see when it says the doll was given to um, Robert by his nanny shortly after she became became the ex-nanny. So that's what, and that's on a website. All right, hold on. This is really throwing me off because I could have sworn that he came from Germany. So it's, so on this other one, that's keywest.floridaweekly.com. They said, can you give us the brief history of Robert's journey? And it says, Robert was made by the Steiff Company in Germany, the people who invented the teddy bear. I have pinpointed his creation to 1904 and located documents showing Gene Otto's mother. Um, Gene Otto is the boy to whom Robert was given. So Robert Eugene Otto. Okay. Uh, his mother traveling to the region in the same year. He was four years old when he was given the doll and the two became inseparable. But I also see the other one too. I, I mean, there's another article here. Maybe it's a combination, you know, it's one of those things or what if he was given the doll and that's all that, but then yeah. she practiced something and put something on her in the doll because she was being sent away. And I thought that she was that she got sent away because they thought she was practicing witchcraft. Yeah, the, there's another article here that says <laughs> the story of Robert <laughs> the story of Robert begins in the early 1900s when the doll was given as a gift to Robert Eugene Otto by one of the slaves his father had brought from the Bahamas. Some now speculate that the gift was really an act of revenge by the slave and that perhaps contained a soul stone, which is a typical item of voodoo practitioners. So here's what I say. This is how we figure this out. We travel okay. down to Key West. And yes. We 
go to the museum where Robert is, which also I think Key West is where they have those uh, polydactyl kitties that have the extra toes. Oh, and there's also that... <laughs> a coral, a coral place that yeah. is, uh, I forget what that's called, but yeah. So this is we'll how we saw that. We just go down and we check it out for ourselves because that's the only way to find out for sure. Yeah, go, I say let's do check. it. Done. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, the you mentioned the letters from uh, the people that took his picture. And some of those are scanned and put up online. If you just Google oh. Robert the Doll letters, you can find mm -hmm. a handful of them. Oh, which, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that brings me to um, something that I find super interesting is mm -hmm. the Bell Witch Cave, which is down in Adams, Tennessee. If you know the story mm -hmm. of the Bell Witch at all, I would hope people know the story. Anyway, there was this uh, mm -hmm. almost like a poltergeist spirit that attacked the Bell family from 1817 to 1820 down in Adams, Tennessee, a, a family, and mm -hmm. uh, supposedly is the only spirit that murdered a person. John Bell ends up dead by the time the witch is done with him. Right. So there's a cave down there. And um, <clears throat> the cave is directly under a, a Native American burial ground. Oh. And I, I believe that they had someone come in and actually check the age based on the bones and the positioning of the bodies. Because the bodies are all positioned mm. in a really unique manner. They're in like wow. a a fetal position, I believe, and all facing toward the rising sun. Oh, so wow. yeah. So based on all of these little artifacts that they've put together, all these bits and pieces, it's thousands of years old. This mound is incredible. And this cave is underneath and it's like, it's sort of like a portal. So I would think that if the witch, if that story of the bell, witch was real, that it wasn't just one entity, but probably mm -hmm. a lot, which actually is reflected in the one story um if you read like the original original i say in air quotes um mm -hmm. uh, original story of the bell witch there's a, a time where there's actually four separate entities speaking at once oh so yeah it's my favorite part of the story because it's so creepy that there's these four characters and they start at first it's only these disembodied voices that you can hear where they heard in the bell home and they would start bickering. And I know the one was called Black Dog, and I can't remember all of their names, but uh, Black Dog, I do remember, was one of them. And there was this um, female voice that was kind of the, I don't know, the one that would keep the others in line. But they would get bickering back and forth. And then, so that was spooky enough, I thought. But then there's another story of the one daughter had gone over to a neighbor's house, or she went she left the bell home anyway and went over, went down the road and they saw four people of varying sizes playing out in the orchard in the distance. Cause wow. the house that she went to had like an apple orchard and they were playing on the saplings, like bending the saplings over and jumping on it and stuff. The girls were telling them to get away and they were just kind of looking at them and ignoring them. And the husband came home and the women are like, Hey, there's people that are messing up our orchard and he couldn't see anything. It, like they were just pointing at nothing. And wow. so <clears throat> they're freaking out. He gets a gun out and they start pointing and telling him to shoot. 
And so he starts shooting in that direction. They duck down and then they're not seen. Well, then that night, I believe (sighs) they come back and they start laughing when they come back to the bell house about how they scared the girl and man, he was almost a good shot or whatever. They just really taunt them. But anyway, Mm -hmm. all this to say, there's Mm -hmm. a cave. It's kind of like a portal underneath a native American burial ground in Adams. And it was, it was on the property of the bell farm, which has since been split up because when John bell died, um, they split up the different sections. And I think the section with the cave was given to his daughter, Betsy, who didn't want anything to do with it. She moved down to Mississippi. And so um, her area got sold. Anyway, the point is, Mm. if you go to that cave, because they do have it open for tours, not right now because of the virus, but they open it in May. So I think it's the first weekend of May. They open on Saturdays and Sundays only. I could be getting this wrong, but you can look it up on Google. And then June, July, August, maybe September. Anyway, they're open on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then they're open through October on the weekends. And then they have a late night one that they do closer to Halloween. Anyway, Mm. you should not take a rock from that cave. (laughs) And um, they have letters all in the gift shop because they have a little like it's a gift shop slash waiting area because they only take so many people at a time down into Mm -hmm. the cave. And there are letters all over the wall and they go back to like 1990 something before the, cause I wrote down a lot of them. There's yeah. 1991 wow. was the oldest one they had there, October 1991, which was before the current owners owned it, I believe. So even the people before mm. there was a letter that they took a rock and all kinds of bad stuff happened and people will mail them rocks back all year. Wow. Because wow. they, they took one. I mean, they're forewarned. Don't take it. But, you know, people get <laughs> arrogant. Or there's there's letters there about um, children take it. And they don't tell their parents or grandparents or whatever oh, until no. later. But all of this stuff has happened. And so they send it back. There is actually one letter there where someone had mentioned, I think they sent their shoes back, too. Because there was dirt, (laughs) there was dirt from the cave and the grounds and stuff on their shoes. And so they just sent it back. Wow. Um, But so here's a really cool thing. Uh, Well, cool, I guess, for those of (laughs) us who don't have to live it. Um, So a couple years, well, no, not a couple years. Last year, I went to the Archive of the Afterlife down in Moundsville. And there was a doll in the museum from the Bellwitch cave because the owner of the cave, um, Chris Kirby, she'll, she gets these porcelain dolls and she paints them up to look kind of creepy, like zombies oh. or just ghostly or whatever. And then she sells them in the, uh, in the gift shop. And so anyway, I get in there and I see this doll and in the archive of the afterlife museum, everything in there has something attached to it from what I understand, a curse wow. or a spirit or something. And so I asked the owner, um, Steve Hummel, who's one of our poets on, or one of the poets on uh, the radio station's website. Mm -hmm. Um, I asked him about that. And he said that it had gotten mailed to him about a week before I got there. And he let me see the letter that came with it. And the letter was from someone who was 
a uh, Bell family descendant. No way. Who, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So she had gone, <laughs> she had gone to the cave and took rocks and bought the doll. And she sent the doll to the museum. And in the letter, she said something about she was tired of being bitten and scratched. Wow. And the doll's name's Blossom, by the way. I definitely remember that. Oh, my so, gosh. Uh, right. So I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, found out just the other day um, when I was looking up more stuff on the Bell Witch, because that's always an interest of mine. Uh, there was a show a few months ago that was put out by, I think they're called the Foreman Brothers, a group mm. in, I think they're based out of Ohio. They went and actually it was that woman that sent the letter. They went to her house because she was having all kinds of demonic like activity. Oh, wow. And it, it turns out, so this is how I find out the other end of this story. Apparently she took, cause I always wondered in the letter, she talks about rocks taking rocks and the doll. She bought the doll. Right. But she only sent the doll to the museum. So oh. I, I was like, well, what'd you do with the rocks? Because there's warnings <laughs> everywhere not to take the rocks. Well, here's what right. she did with the rocks. According to the story, which you can look this up on YouTube um, as well. Uh, she had, I think she said she had three rocks that she took from the cave. One of them didn't even make it to the car. It just disappeared. The Whoa. other one I don't know if she said it disappeared once she got home or by the time she got home. Anyway, she still had one in her house when the guys showed up from the show to help her. She oh still my had gosh. one. But uh, yeah, so don't take anything. I went to the cave. I wasn't even tempted to take anything. And I take rocks from everywhere I go. But no, <laughs> I wasn't going to mess around with this one. There's too, <laughs> there's right. too many letters associated with it. Which, wow. Um, yeah, there's, uh, so Gettysburg. Oh, uh, I want to go the there. Yeah, I haven't been there. But when you get on the subject of like cursed objects. Right. There are letters that have been sent to the National Park Service. Letters and stones, sometimes sticks, feathers, what oh, have you. wow. Sent back that people took from the battlefields or specific areas of Gettysburg. Wow. And then their lives fell apart or whatever. And some of these letters are really elaborate. Like the one is a horrible story. Like the guy <laughs> took something and then his wife left him and his dog oh. died. And I mean, it's like oh. 10, 10 horrible things in this letter. Please <laughs> take this back because my life just fell apart. I've been in the hospital several times and whatever. Wow. Um, and I don't know if they, they don't keep the letters, which made me super sad they only keep them for a certain amount of time and then they destroy them and that really made me very upset i'm sure that with when it comes to the bell witch cave i know they have to have more letters than what they've got on the walls in there they just have some of like the highlights i guess and having talked with chris before i i really honestly don't think she's the type of person that would throw anything away because she's into genealogy and ancestry, um, right? You know all those kind of things. I, I see her as a person who saves that kind of stuff. So I'm sure she has more letters saved. But there's just there's importance to saving those kind of things, even if you think it's rubbish. In my mind, you know what? Imagine if you saved all those letters and you made a book. Oh, it would be yeah. volumes. It would be okay. a collection. 
hold on. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta Google this now. So I have a book upstairs. I just want to make sure that I didn't, um, I didn't misquote the title, but oh, there's a okay. book that I ordered a while ago and it's called power stones. It's, Ooh. it was totally made in the nineties and you can tell that by the, <laughs> by the cover, <laughs> it's totally nineties font, but it, uh, uh, two women got together and I mean, they have a history of, I mean, they're well, well-respected people. Mm-hmm. It's not just random people who made this, but it's a book about the stones and stuff that you take from some of the, or some people take from the beaches in Hawaii. Mm. Oh, because if you take some of the, I think it's like the pumice stones uh-huh. in Hawaii, that's bad oh, because yes. you're upsetting the goddess there. And I've heard of that. Yes. Pele. Yeah. Right? I think yeah. so. I hope maybe that's it. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't mean to be disrespectful for not knowing the name, but I'm pretty sure it's Pele. Right. And the book is uh, photocopies of the letters. Of course, the people's address and identifying info is erased. It's like whited right. out. But photocopies of those letters. And then the second half of the book are comments from famous people about, I guess, the power of the mind and manifestation and that kind of thing. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So... Of course, I can't find it on Google now. I type in Power Stones and Magic the Gathering is what's coming up. I need to go to the book section. <laughs> That's awesome. But I just, I wanted to, because I don't want to run away from the mic. I just wanted to show you the cover, but now I'm not finding it. Uh, mm. You would see what I mean by totally 90s. Power Stones book. <laughs> so then, though, there was a story on Lore, the podcast Lore, mm-hmm. which I think we all know and love. <laughs> yes. About a ghost town out west Ooh. where they had, and this speaks back to manifestation, I think. Mm-hmm. They had such a problem with tourists taking pieces of the town. Yeah. That the tour guides started saying, if you take something, a ghost will follow you home. Wow. And then they started getting stuff sent back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I guess wow. It's, I don't know how much it slowed down people from taking stuff out of just, you know, testing it. Right. But people started sending stuff back uh, because they said their lives were falling apart. It's true, though. I mean, the power of the mind is one of the most powerful things. I mean, you really can create your own reality. And if you think things and I mean, we're just magnets. And mm-hmm. so if, if you take something and you sit there and you go, well, we'll see what happens. And you're <laughs> not 110% confident that you're going to be fine. That little seed in the back of your mind is going to sit there and fester and grow. And a little bit will start. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be like, well, I wonder if it's because of this. And then you're going to start <laughs> getting more scared. And then <laughs> more bad things are going to happen. And then all of a sudden, you know. Right. You've manifested all kinds of negative things. Show up. It's probably not. A yes, little exactly. bit. Oh, there we go. Yes. You see that? <laughs> yes, totally 90s. I see that. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's it's called Power Stones Letters to a Goddess is the actual title. That's cool. By though. Linda Ching and Robin Stevens. 
So that's neat that they did that. Seriously, if anybody else is listening that as at a national park service or the cave or anything, make a book. I'll buy it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think that, um, I think eventually Chris will have to make a book. She's got too many stories not to share with the world. Right. And I'm totally, I'm in on that. And I want it autographed. I'll go down. Yes. And, and <laughs> have her autograph it. <laughs> nice. But that would be yes. epic. So here's a weird story. We went down to the Bell Witch Cave last year. Mm-hmm. And I went in the cave once my family stayed at a hotel while I went and hung out at the cave all day. Mm. And then by the evening, I wanted to bring them back or bring the the kids and my husband back so that they could see the cave. We were originally going to come the next day, but there was a possibility of storming. And if it storms, Mm. that cave will flood and they shut down tours. It's the kind of thing where if you're wanting to go to the cave, you need to call and make sure that they're open the day Mm -hmm. of, because if it rained, even if it was a heavy rain that week, it could still be flooding. Um, So always check anyway. So I'd already been in there. I'd been in the gift shop. I was, checking out these letters and I went back and I got everybody brought them back. We go on a tour of the cave. As we're leaving the cave, my youngest takes off running ahead of us, which not a big deal. It's a farm. She's not near a road and there were only a few of us in the group. So I wasn't Mm -hmm. overly concerned. She runs ahead of us. She runs right into the gift shop. By the time I get in the gift shop, she is sitting there holding a doll one Uh-oh. of these painted dolls and the girl behind the register who was Chris's granddaughter um, said, I tried to tell her she didn't want that one. <laughs> oh, and I was Lord. like, what? Oh <laughs> no. Said, I just want you to know that. And she's, she's actively trying to talk to my youngest. She's pointing to other dolls. Cause there were, I don't know, two dozen dolls there, at least two or three dozen, probably. She's like, if you like the one that's in the Christmas outfit, we have this one in the Christmas outfit. We have this one. If you like the blonde hair, we have, and she's pointing at all these other ones. And my daughter's like, no, it's this one I want. And she's holding it like a baby. Right. These were, by the way, they're porcelain dolls. Yeah. And so I'm like, why are you so worried about this? Like I told her that she could probably pick anything out. You know, I, and she said, well, I just think that you should know that this <laughs> that last week that doll was on the top shelf. Now the shelf, the top shelf in that is probably maybe seven feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. She was on the top shelf and she just fell off. Like almost like she threw herself to the floor. Wow. And there were other people, I guess, in there at the time, other tourists or whatever. And none of the other dolls fell, just that one. Somehow she didn't break, even though she hit the hardwood floor and she's a porcelain doll. Oh my goodness. So to make sure that she didn't fall again, or if she did, it wouldn't be so bad. They put her down on a lower shelf, which put her directly in eyesight of my small daughter. Like eye eye line. Yes. Yeah. So then when we come in a week later, my daughter's like, oh, that one. Mm. Yeah. So we have her. Her name's Sasha. And oh wow! <laughs> my daughter named her Sasha, and there's actually an article that I put on um, the Into the Fray Weird Writer blog months ago. Now I think it was last year mm-hmm. about haunted dolls, and there's a picture of Sasha and Blossom from the Archive Museum. Wow! But 
my daughter every once in a while will tell me, like even tonight before we got on here, she said she needed to talk with Sasha and ask me if I could get her down because I have Sasha up on a shelf mm-hmm. kind of wedged in so she can't fall forward or whatever because I don't want her to break. Right. And she'll tell me, Sasha wants to play. I need to have her. And oh, I'll get her down and then she'll set her down and put on a show for her or talk to her, ask her questions, whatever. So there's that. Wow. But I don't get any bad vibes off of her or anything, so I'm not worried about it. Mm. And I also kind of thought at the time that, I don't know, I wanted to think that if she was something that my daughter chose, then that was because they were, she was meant to have her. And I right. just couldn't find a malicious feeling in that. Mm-hmm. Which is why I wasn't like, no, put the doll back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I thought right. it was malicious, I wouldn't have let her have it. But anyway, so that's possibly haunted object that we have. It's interesting. That's um, it would be hard for me if if I went through that. It would be a little bit difficult, you know, because I am a very fearful person, mm-hmm. but. I do have, I do trust my intuition as much as I can. And like you said, if there's no ill feeling and I mean, goodness, there could have even been a feeling of love towards it or something. And then, yeah, I would have been like, okay, let's bring her home. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, Yeah. really crazy. The the other two don't like her. The older children don't like her. Uh, They say she's creepy, but yeah, (laughs) we have some porcelain dolls here we have we had four of them and one only one all three kids were like no nope she's gotta go oh so she left (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) she was voted off her island (laughs) i don't know if you ever listened to the podcast monster talk Mm, but, no. so it's monster talk and their tagline is the oh now i'm not gonna remember it because i wanted to the science the science show about monsters i think is what it is the science show about mm. monsters and so they kind of take things for a while they were promoted by skeptic magazine but they go through cryptids and scary stories and stuff and they talk about these things and then they talk about possible scientific explanations or whatnot but the one host, Blake Smith, in the one intro, he talks about this doll that ultimately what happened was is his daughter, I think she got old enough where she was wanting to throw it out or something she didn't want anymore. Mm-hmm. And so to mess with her, he would put it in her, like on the outside of her window at oh, night. Oh, no. Or oh they, I think the one story was even they went on vacation and he left it on the hotel bed or something. Like, I can't, oh, I can't remember God. all the details. But the doll kept appearing and his daughter was freaking out because he was messing with her. But it was hilarious to listen to the story where this, and he (laughs) set it up, whatever episode that is, he sets it up like a scary story. He says it all spooky like about this doll just kept reappearing and reappearing. And then he (laughs) talks about how it was just him messing with his daughter. Oh man. (laughs) Which that also reminds me, um, Jamie Snell, who made our logo, yes, sent me a picture the other day that said, instead of elf on the shelf, yes, doll in the <laughs> hall, right? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I love yeah. it. 
Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, I would think it'd be funny until like we had discussed, you know, kids need therapy someday because there was a doll <laughs> that just kept appearing. Well, get this. What if it became, would it be called a, a tulpa? What if, what if you yeah. putting it around brings it to life and it starts doing it on its own? So it's a Chucky situation <laughs> at that yes. point. It's just active. Although Chucky wasn't quite like, he wasn't a tulpa really, but no, he was inhabited he... by a spirit, like a yeah. uh, psycho, like serial killer type thing. I've actually yes, never seen exactly. any of the Chucky movies, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. When my kids were super little, there was a thing that I saw in the store called the hide and shriek monster. Oh my And it's gosh. the same idea as elf on the shelf, except it's a fuzzy little pink monster and it came with a book. Aww, and so that's cute. I tried to keep up with it, but mm -hmm. I can't, this is why we don't have elf on a shelf. I always tell oh. the kids elf on a shelf is really just a mischievous thing that I don't allow in my home because he causes trouble. Yes, I <laughs> tried that. It's because I won't, I won't remember to move him. Right. So, and they, they watch because the same thing happened with the hide and shriek monster. Even when they were little, mm -hmm. I forgot once and I had to come up with quite a story as to why it hadn't moved overnight. Mm. See, I ended up getting one, an elf on the shelf after years of being like, no, they're too messy. I don't want them in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and... I really hope that I can remember where I put it <laughs> <laughs> because they're going to be like, he didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to get another one that looks right? a little different. They like his cousin showed up or something. Yeah, no, exactly. And I just, I don't know. I've been trying to, I've been switching how we do Christmas and stuff mm -hmm. because so there's a the whole Santa thing. But then yeah. I've been teaching them about Odin and mm. Slepner is yep. I think that's how it's and then the just transitioning. Yes, transitioning mm -hmm. from one celebration to another cuz I feel like it's easier <laughs> to switch it up. Do that instead of there's just nothing. It was all a lie, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, I try to bring in different things for the kids. Mm -hmm. just so they get a sense of what the rest of the world's doing. That's why they know about yes. Krampus. They know about Krampus. Oh man. It's like Halloween around Christmas. So I find mm -hmm. excitement in it. I also find excitement in it because I didn't grow up with it. <laughs> I have a friend from Austria who told me once, you only find it amusing because you weren't terrorized by it as a child. You weren't traumatized because when See, she was young, she had, which she didn't know at the time, but her cousins came to the house dressed in the full outfit, mm. busted in the house, and then chased her around the house with a Oof. whip and chains and all of that until she was in like a fetal position under her kitchen table crying. Right. So she's like, that's why I don't like it because I have traumatic childhood memories. But Americans think it's fun because they weren't whipped by Krampus as a child <laughs> right see and i learned about krampus when i was probably seven or so mm -hmm. my yeah. family the paternal side is german and then going through the postcards i mean tons of krampus cards we had a krampus right. section and yeah. so dad would tell me the stories of krampus and everything and i was never afraid of krampus though because i wasn't a bad kid 
Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I was go. never on timeout. I was never, yes, I got grounded. But the primary yeah. issue when I was bad, it was because I talked too much. I mean, I'm telling you, I even got sent to the principal's office for it. I got after school, Sunday, whatever is that? What is that? Saturday school Saturday or something? School, yeah. and, yep. All because I talked. I even got grounded because I talked too much. Oh, my goodness. So, yep. Yeah. But that well, was my, <laughs> my son decided this last year that every time his little sister annoyed him, that he was going to tell her that Krampus was coming for her because she was bad. <laughs> And so oh. I don't know how many times she would come to me and she's like telling me that her brother had threatened her about mm -hmm. Krampus. And I'd have to assure her that Krampus doesn't actually hurt small children because we watched the Krampus laughs, the parades right. on YouTube and the guys that are dressed up actually leave the small children alone. They pat them on the head or, you know, they make it friendly. Mm. It's the teenagers yes. that they go after. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably um, so. Right. <laughs> Oh man, I love those different traditions. I've been looking into the like I like the Mary Lude one where oh, it's the horse on the a horse. stick and you have to sing yes. back and forth. That's <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yes. That's in Wales. And <laughs> yeah, I like I'm excited because you know, and another tradition too that I really want to bring into the caravan is how it was Christmas tradition to tell ghost stories. Yes, absolutely. I want that. <laughs> that belongs back in the holiday. Yeah, I think that we um, we should do that. We could mm -hmm. put out episodes that are just stories or even if we just put it in the, the Facebook group or something, just some mm -hmm. narration or something. We could do some really cool patron episodes as well where you've got mm -hmm. like I love to do where we'll we'll read something and then you have all the sound effects. And I found some really yeah. awesome binaural 3D sound effects. Ooh. So it makes it sound. There was one thing that I did record. I'll have to see if I can find it. But I was trying to make it sound like Krampus. So literally, if you have your headphones Ooh. on, you can hear these big footsteps crunching in the snow coming up like it's coming up behind you. And then I added a chain dragging sound. Oh, and then I, love it. I also added some haunting jingle bells. It's it's real slow and it's just kind of I don't know, like off in the distance jingle bell type of a sound and it's really I I love it. So I think it'd be really cool to create that feeling while you're yeah. listening to the narration and really just get into it. And those you definitely yeah. like I said you have to have headphones on so you get the full effect. Mhm. Mm I love that. I'm excited. We're doing it. It's Me happening. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Super oh, excited. Man. Yeah. This has so been I, great. Yeah. I think the hope here is, is that we'll have Steve Stockton back on with us at another time to talk about even mm -hmm. more cursed objects yes. because he has a few to discuss as well. But yeah, yes, I've I can't had wait fun. to hear the stories. Yes, me too. I'm so excited. I loved premiering the one that we did first, and I'm really yes. excited for the one that's coming out on Tuesday. And then when mm -hmm. this one comes out, so I am just, yeah. we are on a roll. And then yes. we there will. will be, there will be one more after yeah. this. And then we're going to, because this was kind of a teaser 
for our listeners. Mm -hmm. And then we're coming back the first week of October because Halloween. And the, <laughs> the hope is right now we're going to map it all out and stuff. But the the plan is to go from October through the end of the year so that we can cover all the awesome holidays through the end of the year and keep Christmas spooky. Yes, right? exactly. Uh, keep that but tough. also October, we have to be back for October. Oh, yeah. So. No, you know, there's that feeling on October 1st where you're sitting there going, oh, my gosh, it's finally October. We finally made it to the holiday season and it's totally spooky and the days are getting darker. And yeah. I noticed that a lot of people within the community, they they I mean, October is our biggest month. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's November and it's kind of this dead time. And yeah. It's just kind of like, well, what now? And I want to keep that October 1st feeling all the way until January 1st. And I want yes. to even bring a new spooky haunting feeling when we hit December with those ghost stories and Perfect. bringing back that old tradition. So, yeah. Yes, I'm excited. But yes, we'll have one more episode after this and then we will see you in October. Yes. Perfect. Yay. Well, I love it. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for doing this. And I'm so excited. We, yeah. yes. All right. Well, we will see you all later or talk mm -hmm. to you all later. And um, <laughs> until next time. Yep. Bye.
Burn on, dear flame, burn on. 